There are two hills fighting for the heart and soul of this nation, Capitol Hill and Calvary. That's right, folks, politics and religion, the two things you're not supposed to talk about. But what are we doing here at Camp on the Hill? We're not running away from either of them. In fact, we're pitching our tent and we're setting up camp right smack dab in the middle of them both, taking on today's most controversial political moves through a biblical lens. It's time that we equip this generation to rise up into its God-given destiny, to enter into, fight, and win the culture wars. It's time to take this nation back. Welcome to Camp on the Hill. Hey there, guys. Welcome to Camp on the Hill. It is Tuesday, August 9th, as we are recording this, and we are a day removed. That's right, just a day removed from the massive news coming out that the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, has raided the private home of former President Donald Trump. Wait a minute. Do you mean the same FBI that has had the Hunter Biden laptop information for years now, yet we've not seen a raid on the Bidens. Wait a minute. Do you mean the same FBI that we now know had informants on the ground taking part in the attack on the Capitol on January 6th and the same FBI that had informants as a part of the kidnapping and murder plot against Gretchen, Wilson, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, the, uh, the governor of Michigan? Do you mean the same FBI that is going door to door right now in states like Missouri and Delaware and asking to see people's weapons and also threatening, by the way, to go to local precincts and see who in those counties has CCW? Uh, do you, are you talking about the same FBI? Are you telling me you're talking about the same FBI that is currently being weaponized as a sort of secret police against the American people by the Biden administration? That FBI... Well, yes, that is the same FBI, and this is a move that's being called by the mainstream media unprecedented, um, and we're going to get into in just a minute why exactly the raid on President Trump's private residence took place. But before we get into that, guys, uh, I want you to go ahead and please share this episode. This is going to be up on Spotify and on Facebook and the brand new Camp on the Hill website. Go ahead on over to camponthehill.org. You can go there. You're going to find every podcast episode. You're going to find all of the video work that we've done on YouTube and Facebook. And you're also going to find some awesome classes that I've been doing, some live in-person teachings that I've been doing in the Cincinnati area um, uh, called Engaging the Culture, a class called Engaging the Culture. It's, we're, we're digging into the same things that we do right here on Camp on the Hill on the podcast and in the video work online. Um, but uh, in this class, we're breaking it down into more detail. You can find all the sessions that we've done of that so far. And if you happen to find yourself in the Cincinnati area, we'd love to see you at one of our teachings. We do them twice a month uh, on Wednesdays. And you can head on over to our website and find out more info about that. Um, but to hop into what we're talking about here tonight. So uh, it's Tuesday, August 9th. Uh, yesterday, the news broke that the FBI raided President Trump's private residence in Florida, uh, a move, like I said earlier, that is being called unprecedented by the mainstream media. Uh, Fox News uh, online had a mixed reactions. 
Um, they had comments from everyone from Dan Rather to Mitch McConnell, and the responses ranged from outrage, mostly from the people on the right, um, all the way to joy and uh, you know people over on the left uh, thinking that Trump is getting what's you know he's getting his he's getting what's coming to him. Um, and so why did this happen? Uh, that's the interesting thing here is, is we have to ask the question. You know, everything we do, we're asking critical thinking questions. We don't just blindly accept what we're told, okay? Um, that's, that, that's what happens in communist societies. That's what happens in, in, in fascist societies is over time that people become brainwashed and they just accept what they're told. We don't do that, right? Because we are freedom-loving Americans. We're patriots. We're Christians, we think logically. We ask critical thinking questions. So we have to ask ourselves, why did this happen? Well, according to NPR, uh, so when Donald Trump, when former President Trump left office, he took with him some documents, um, documents uh, about a number of different things. Uh, some people believe uh, that, uh, and I guess this is a, a big reason why they went in to get some of the documents. They, they believe there may have been some communications in there. Uh, between the former president and Kim Jong-un of North Korea um, and, and some other important documents that the federal government wants that they believe that President Trump should not have for a number of different reasons. And I guess there were already some items confiscated earlier this year from his residence, but we did not see a raid, an all-out raid um, by the FBI on his property like we did yesterday. Um, and this is absolutely crazy. And so we can look at what the media is reporting on this. You know, oh, he's got these documents. and you know, But l- let's just cut to the chase, okay? For the last, and seriously, let's look at this logically. Since the moment President Trump was sworn into office back in 2017, there was a move to get that man out of office. I think it was 17 minutes after he was sworn in, there was already a call for his impeachment. The guy hadn't done anything. We, we hadn't even hear, heard him speak yet. He's probably still in his, in his, in his speech after being inaugurated as, as president, mid-speech. And there's already shouts going out from the mainstream media calling for his impeachment. And we did not see that let up for four years. And ever since he's been out of office, you know, the, the, the dude stepped away. He stepped out of the spotlight and he didn't go down without a fight, but he stepped away. He allowed Joe Biden and the Biden administration to step in, do what they're going to do. Yet still, since he's been out of office now for you know, over a year and a half, there have been nonstop efforts to discredit him and to shame him and to, you know, blame him for almost anything that this country's got going wrong right now. But you know what's interesting about all of the efforts? Um, every single one of them have fallen flat. Every single one of the efforts to paint former President Trump in a negative light and to blame certain things on him, it comes out later that they're all absolute lies. And so my question to you is this, why should we expect this to be any different? And and even more so, right, is it, Every single tactic that the far left and, and even people within the Republican Party, every single tactic that they throw at this president, it all falls flat and it all comes out later that they were total, absolute lies. 
This man keeps standing strong and standing true and pure after everything that is thrown at him, which begs the real question, what's the real reason the FBI raided his home? What's the real reason that we see constant concerted efforts to take this man down? Well, what you have to realize is this. This is, and this is what a lot of people don't get right now. Um, if you've been listening to Camp on the Hill for any amount of time, you do get this. This is so much bigger than Donald Trump. Okay, this is so much bigger than the 45th president of the United States. You see, what's happening is, folks, right now is there is a storm coming, and you've heard me talk about this before. There is a there is a storm coming. In November, just three months away, there's a storm coming in November, and it is going to be an absolute red wave. But the storm that's coming, I'm talking about the midterm elections, the storm that's coming, the effects of that storm are going to last far beyond November. That is what this is about right now, my friends. And you see, this is not a normal election that's happening right now. And, and I'll tell you why it's not a normal election that's coming in November. This is not just going to be Republican versus Democrat um, come November when we're looking at who's going to you know, be uh, in charge of the House and the Senate. We're not looking at a normal election. You see, what, what has President Trump been doing ever since he left office at the beginning of 2021 in January? You know, so many people that believe that the 2020 election was stolen, including myself, right? I, I absolutely believe that the evidence is there. And I think that if you look at the evidence for yourself, not listen to people talk about it, but you look at the evidence for yourself, my goodness, it is overwhelming that the 2020 election, we saw the theft of our republic, the attempted theft, at least, because I think we're, we're coming back and we're going to get it back. But so many people that you know have been focused on the stolen election, um, all the evidence out there of fraud. They've been very focused on. Well, we need to get Trump back in office. You know, we need to make sure that we need to get Trump back in. We need to get Biden out before twenty twenty four. We need to get Trump back in. But there's good chances that's not going to happen. It, there's good chance that the earliest we're going to see Donald Trump again is in twenty twenty four. So what has he been doing since he left office? Well, if you've been following him, he has not announced once that he is running for president in 2024. Instead, every week since he has left office, he has been traveling all around the country, holding rallies, drawing 50, 60,000 people at a time. Uh, he had one in, what was it? I think it was Wyoming. It was Wyoming or Wisconsin. Uh recently a you know month and a half ago and it was it was the largest recorded crowd in that state's history i think it was wyoming the largest recorded crowd in the state's history he's going all around the country drawing these huge crowds but he's not focusing on himself he's focusing on local elections he's focusing on state elections and he's focusing on people who are going to be running for the house and the senate in the midterms in three months. And you see what he's been doing for the past year and a half is he's been endorsing candidates at a local level, at a state level, and for the House and the Senate in uh, November. He's been endorsing them and he's been bringing in millions and millions and millions of dollars to give to these candidates because he understands something. He understands that the role of president, it's great, but if you don't have your people in the House and the Senate 
to go along with what you want to do, the agenda that you have, the role of president is very, very difficult. <laughs> um, and he experienced that for his four, first four years. And so what he's doing right now is he's trying to get all of the people that he wants to in place. Now, you have to understand something. These people that he's endorsing, they're not Democrats, obviously, but they're also not your your good old boys of the Republican Party, your, you know, your Mitch McConnell's, or we should just play it down the party lines and just do what we always do. Well, we can't do that. You see, because the left, the Democrats, they're not the only problem. Uh, you, there's another half of a problem in the equation here, and that is the good old boys of the Republican Party. The, the Republicans that have been in power for years and years and years and comp- make compromise after compromise after compromise and are stuffing their pockets full of cash while they're selling out you and me, the American people, to these socialist agendas. Well, Trump is there, – there, there's, there's, a, there's a new wave coming up. There is a new wave coming up, and it is, it, is, it is patriots. It's not Democrats. It's not the good old boys of the Republican Party. This is a new wave of patriots that we have not seen before in this country, and we, my friends, are 100 million strong. And I'm not exaggerating that number. We are 100 million strong who believe that our republic is being stolen right from right out from under us and we are ready to do whatever is necessary to take our nation back and you see Donald Trump he is the largest piece representing this movement that's why they're going after him it's not about Donald Trump he is simply the face of this movement of a hundred million patriots that are ready to take this that, that see that our nation is on the verge of collapse right now And when I say our nation, I mean our republic. Will the United States continue to exist? Yes. At the pace it's going, will we recognize it? No. At the pace we are going with the socialist uh, Democratic Party, with the Biden administration and, and all the terrible moves they're making, if we continue at this pace in just a few months, my friends, you will not recognize this country anymore. The republic will be gone. But we're not going to let that happen. And there is a group of 100 million patriots that is standing right now and has been attending rallies, has been some of them choosing to quit their jobs and run for office. Some of them Trump is endorsing. But he is the largest puzzle piece here. He is the face of this movement. That's why they're going after him. See, what they're trying to do with everything that they've brought against Donald Trump and now specifically with this latest move of um, raiding his private residence while he wasn't even there, might I add, wasn't even there. He was in New York at the time. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to send a message. And they're trying to send a message to Donald Trump. They're trying to send a message to everyone in Washington right now who is a patriot. They're trying to send a message to everyone who is running, everyone who's getting Trump's endorsement all around the country, which, by the way, they are winning Almost every single candidate that he has endorsed around the country so far over the last year and a half has won and is ready to run now in 2022 in the, in the midterms here in a few months. They're trying to send a message to them, and they're trying to send a message to you and me, to all of us, the army of 100 million. And the message that they are trying to send is stand down. They're trying to intimidate us. That's exactly what this is about right now. They're trying to intimidate us and they're trying to tell us to stand 
down and why is it? So, what, 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 so when you say who are they, right? And we're, we're not talking about just some conspiracy theory, you know, I was listening to, uh, I was listening to uh, an interview the other day with uh, Bill O'Reilly. Glenn Beck was interviewing Bill O'Reilly and Bill O'Reilly, you know, I usually like a lot of the stuff that he talks about and uh, his views on things. He's got some great writing, um, but he mentioned something in this interview. He said, you know, he said a lot of people think, you know, we're watching some big conspiracy play out right now, that these people are all working together, you know, to make um, intentional moves, a concerted effort to dismantle America. And, and, you know, it's really not that. You know, what it actually is, it's just incompetence. These people are dumb. And as I listened to that, I thought to myself, you could convince me that this was simply incompetence if it was just a disastrous pull out of Afghanistan, which, by the way, if you remember right, uh, left our people on the ground, left $80 billion of U.S. weaponry and intelligence on the ground, uh, including the names of Afghan soldiers that helped uh, the U.S. military. You could convince me it was just incompetence if it was just that. You could convince me it was incompetence if it was just the current state of the economy and the inflation that we're seeing. You could convince me if it was just a food crisis that we are headed towards. You could convince me if it was just racial division. You could, con- you could convince me if it was just all these things, if it was just you know, the president, uh, Joe Biden, you know, having to be redirected every five seconds by the Easter bunny um, on the Easter egg hunt on the White House lawn. You could convince me if it was, you know, just stupid things like, hey, let's print $80 billion and send it over to the Ukraine, $80 billion that we don't have. You could convince me if it was any one of these things. Heck, you could convince me if it was two or three of these things. But when I watch and when you watch this administration from the day they took office, every single, guys, I'm telling you, Go back and find one move, and you can gladly send me a message over on camponthehill.org. If you can find an answer to this, find one single thing that the Biden administration has done that has actually benefited the American people and the U.S. economy, you won't find it. Not one single thing. Every stinking move that they have made has brought bad news to the American people and the American economy, and instead it has benefited our enemies every stinking move that they've made. And so you have to ask yourself, why is that? This isn't. This obviously is not incompetence, right? This is very strategic implementation of a plan, an evil plot to dismantle the United States of America. And why is that? Well, if you've been following Camp on the Hill for any amount of time, you know it's all because they want a great reset. The World Economic Forum, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Biden administration, these these globalists, they want a great reset. And I've done all sorts of video work on YouTube, on Facebook. Um, I've done podcast episodes on this great reset. Um, so you can go on to camponthehill.org and, and, and listen to that and watch that information. But they want a great reset. They want to totally reset the global economy. Well, there's one major thing standing in the way of that the United States of America. You see, what a lot of people don't understand is the absolute power that the United States of America has in terms of its its cultural um, influence on the world, its military um, prowess and influence that it's had on the world, but also 
our economy. The entire global economy up until recently has been based around the U.S. dollar. So if you want to reset the global economy around you know, things like climate ideals and um, equality, all things that are part of the Great Reset, if you want to do that, you have to take out the very thing, the very foundation that is currently holding up the global economy. If you want to reset it, it has to be unstable. And the only way to make it unstable is to put cracks in its foundation, just like a house, just like a building. Well, what is the foundation of the entire global economy? It's the U.S. economy. That is why, my friends, for the last year and a half, we have watched intentional move after move after move by the Biden administration to weaken the U.S. economy. Why in the world do we keep printing money when we don't have it? We're already, what, $40 billion in debt, or excuse me, trillion, $40 trillion in debt, and here we just keep printing more money. I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, Congress just passed a $740 billion climate tax bill. We just sent $80 billion to Ukraine, which the situation isn't even changing over there. And we're just printing money and just sending it all over the world right now. We're getting rid of our strategic oil reserves, selling it to other nations, including China. I mean, what in the world are we doing? But this is what's happening. They are intentionally, the Biden administration, they're part of this great reset with the World Economic Forum, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, that they're all part of this. And that the Biden administration is intentionally wrecking the U.S. economy right now. This is why, guys, this is why. You'll wonder, man, why in the world, why did they, the Democrats choose Joe Biden to, to be their, their you know, running mate against Trump? Really, he's the one that they're going to put up against Trump? Like the guy can't even stay awake, can't even draw more than 20 people in a parking lot. The reason they chose him, you're seeing it right now. He gets Everything that he ever, his whole career in Washington, right? And in his eight years as vice president, he finally gets what he's always wanted to sit behind the big desk in the Oval Office and call the shots. And all he had to do in exchange was sell his soul. All he had to do in exchange was sell out the United States of America and make intentional moves to deplete, deplete the, the economy. He is playing his part in exchange for him getting to sit as you know, as the most powerful man in the world. That is what's happening right now. This is not incompetency. This is strategic execution of something that is much, much bigger than Donald Trump, my friends. So here's the deal, guys. We cannot sit back when things like this, when, when the FBI, like, like, I, like I mentioned at the beginning, when the FBI has had Hunter Biden's laptop and there is literal evidence on there linking the current sitting president of the United States to shady business deals with China, our biggest competitor, when he was the vice president with Barack Obama. When, when the FBI has had that, yet they choose not to move on that, but to raid the private residence, not a government facility, the private residence of a former president. We can't stand for that. When the FBI is putting informants on the ground on January 6th and infiltrating groups as a part of plots to kidnap and murder, failed, thank God, but to kidnap and murder the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, 
when the FBI is going door to door asking to see private citizens' weapons straight against the Constitution, my friend, the Second Amendment, um, when the FBI is threatening to come around to precincts, police stations, and request uh, who has concealed carry licenses, this is crazy. I mean, they are literally being weaponized against the American people. We cannot stand for this, patriots. We cannot sit back. So I'm telling you, in three months, okay, in three months, I'm, I, this is a storm. There is a storm coming. The Democrats see it, and they are terrified. They're not terrified because they're going to lose their seats in Congress. That's part of it because they want to keep advancing this radical agenda that they're advancing right now. But they are terrified because day one, there are already committees being formed that if the patriots take the House and the Senate, there are committees already being formed that day one in January, they are going to start investigating the truth behind things like the Hunter Biden laptop. They're going to start investigating the truth behind things like January 6th, Gretchen Whitmer, and the FBI's involvement in that and the Biden administration's involvement in that. They are going to begin investigating the truth about what is really happening with all the money that is being sent over to Ukraine right now. They're going to begin investigating the truth probably about the 90-plus food processing plants that are burning to the ground across our country when... Man, it seems like we are heading toward a global food crisis. They're going to start investigating the truth. What's going to happen is they are about to be exposed, and the left is absolutely terrified right now. That is why you and I cannot sit back come November. We need to vote, vote, vote. And before then, we need to speak the truth. And I'm telling you guys, you need to be on the lookout for this, okay? I'm telling you right now, the more you watch these people, And when I say these people, I'm talking about the far left. The more you watch these people, you can actually begin to predict what they are going to do. And if you've been watching them like I have and like millions of others, like the 100 million army has been watching them for the past three years, right? 2020 now through 2022. um, If you've been watching them for the past three years, you know exactly how they work. You know their game plan. Their game plan is whenever they see momentum about to come from the people, from the patriots, and they know that they cannot legally block it or legally stop it, they cannot use legalities, they cannot use law to stop it, they create or take advantage of a chaotic situation which then requires them to stop the momentum of the people and seize further control for the federal government. That's what we saw on January 6th. That's exactly what what we saw on January 6th. That's exactly what we saw with the 2020 election. That is what we are going to see before November. They see the red wave. They see the storm that's coming. They know they're about to be outed, not just ousted out of their their places of authority, but they are going to be exposed and many of them are going to be sent to prison. They know that, and, and, and their plan to bring the U.S. economy down, that it's going to be stopped. This great reset is going to be put on hold. They know this is about to happen. So they are going to throw everything they can at this before November. Expect a crisis, my friends. I'm telling you, 
remember that this is not this is not just the Biden administration. We're talking about the World Economic Forum. We're talking about George Soros. We're talking about money and powers that you and I cannot even fathom around this world that have invested interest in bringing the United States of America low so they can bring the global economy, including us, into a great reset. There are elites that stand to make insane amounts of money off of this and power that we have not seen before in our lifetime. They are going to throw everything they have at trying to throw a wrench into the 2022 midterms. My guess from what I'm watching right now, something to be on the lookout for, you know, we but just they just passed the the the, the Congress just passed this 740 billion dollar ridiculous climate tax bill. I believe they're going to try to and the, and the the Biden administration's already talking about this openly and it's on the White House website and go check it out. I believe they are going to try to declare a climate emergency and possibly a health emergency. Um, there are calls for both of it right now, and, and the Biden administration is currently talking about declaring a climate emergency and a health emergency for monkeypox um, already right now. If they were to declare a state of emergency in America leading up to the election, that would give Joe Biden certain, um, cer- certain executive powers that he could take. This, I, I think, I, I believe that this is what they're going to try to do. And they might use this FBI raid on Trump and they might, they might plant something in his things. They might come up with some type of a false story about it. My, my, my ask of you is this. When the headlines drop, whatever it is, whether it be a, a health emergency, health crisis, climate emergency, cli- you know, climate crisis, you know, they found something in Trump stuff, Trump's, you know, whatever the news story is, it breaks do not react right away. Stop, take a deep breath, and then ask yourself, does this make sense? Ask the questions, the who, where, what, why, when, and how, does this make sense? Then we ask God, God, how do you want me to respond to this? Show me the truth and help me to respond your way. Guys, the time for sitting back and talking about this is done. We've got our window of opportunity, and, and I, I was you know, teaching, I mentioned earlier, I've, I've been doing this class. If you live in the Cincinnati area, uh, twice a month I do a class, an in-person class called Engaging the Culture, and it's basically equipping uh, Christians and equipping patriots uh, to engage the issues that we're talking about here on Camp on the Hill, that to engage these issues in their communities at a community level, what can they do about it to engage these things? And how can they think about these things from a global perspective and what's going on? And, and, and I'm telling you, um, the time to sit back and just, just talk about these things, it's done. It's time for us to act. And I, and I was talking to this group recently and I said, you know, God, God has given us a window of opportunity here. He's given us a window of opportunity to shift our nation back. But I'm telling you guys, if we don't stand in November, in three months, if we don't stand in November and and get out there and vote, and if we don't stand up until then getting out there and speaking the truth, spreading the truth, if we don't stand and we don't speak the truth, our republic is gone. We have a window here, a a small window, three months it's time to take our nation back. Churches, if you're a pastor listening to this right now, please listen to me. 
I am pleading with you and I am urging with you. Speak the truth from your pulpit. It's not about politics. It's about government. You see, God hates the political spirit, but God is government. And what we're watching right now is the political spirit, the demonic political spirit trying to take over true godly government in this nation that our founders established from the very get-go when they arrived on these shores in 1620. It's time for churches to stand. It's time for pastors to speak the truth. And it's time for you and I to get out, speak the truth in our day-to-day stand. When they say, hey, when you need to take the shot, no, I'm not going to take the shot. You need to wear a mask? No, I'm not going to wear a mask. It's time for us to speak the truth about what's happening in this nation, and it's time for us to get out and vote. My friends, the window is closing. We have three months. The window is closing. It's time for us to go harder than we have yet. It's time for us to act decisively and corporately to take this nation back. So guys, thank you for tuning in to this episode. I really appreciate it. Head on over to camponthehill.org where you can find all of our podcast episodes, video work, and information about our Engaging the Culture class. Please uh, like and share this episode. We'll see you guys around.